KUOZ 100.5 is an FCC-licensed radio station operated by the University of the Ozarks, Clarksville, Arkansas. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to From the Concert Hall, your source for classical music here on KUOZ 100.5 FM, your hometown radio station from the University of the Ozarks here in Clarksville, Arkansas. Now please sit back, relax, and enjoy, as we have the privilege of taking you back in time for this next hour, right here in our very own little concert hall. Thank you for tuning in to From the Concert Hall. I'm your host tonight, Corbin Sturch. So thank you all for tuning in. This week we are continuing our talk on the American stage, focusing on musicals. Tonight we'll be finishing up the 40s and moving into the 50s. We've had fun in the 40s listening to Showboat and Crazy Girl or Crazy for You as we know it today and a few other famous ones like Porgy and Bess. Now, before we get too far into the show tonight, a couple exciting things happening in the community or that have already happened. First of all, a huge round of applause to KUOZ 6, our sister station here at KUOZ. Of course, you know, we're KUOZ 100.5, but also a part of us here at the University of the Ozarks is KUOZ Channel 6, which is our local cable channel that we run here at the university. Congratulations to everyone who's involved with that. They went to the Spring Creek Festival today and came home with 13 awards in categories ranging from music videos and documentaries all the way up to photography. It was an amazing thing to come home with that many awards, and it really speaks to the work that our university students do here. Also happening soon, on Tuesday, October 27th, the Clarksville Lions Club will host a smoked chicken dinner at the First Security Bank Community Room here in Clarksville. The event will go from 11 to 1 in the afternoon and is a carry-out-only meal. The meals are $6 per person and will consist of a smoked chicken breast, baked beans, coleslaw, a roll, a cookie, and a bottled water. Deliveries are available on orders of six or more and tickets are available. For information on those or for more information about the dinner itself, call the Clarksville Lions Club at 479-979-2260. Again, that is 479-979-2260, and tickets are $6. Also happening soon, the Presbyterian women of the Clarksville First Presbyterian Church will host the annual Table Rama, proceeds from which will go to benefit mission funds, local scholarships, state scholarships, national scholarships, and mission work. This will be held on Friday, October 23rd, and will go from noon to 6 in the afternoon. It will also happen the next day on October 24th, which is a Saturday, from 10 in the morning to 4 in the afternoon, and this will be happening at First Presbyterian Church in Clarksville, Arkansas. 
that is located at 212 North College Avenue here in town. It's the big, big church with the dome on top. If you go in, there will be signs on the doors. Table Rama is housed on the first floor in the Fellowship Hall. And the costs are $5 for a ticket at the door. There will be light refreshments served. They'll be available to you. And additional tickets can be sold because they will be auctioning off. Not auctioning off. I'm sorry. They will be giving away as a raffle an original watercolor by a local artist. And for those of you who don't know what Table Rama is, it is a competition that is hosted by the women of the First Presbyterian Church where they all get together and people pay to have a table display set up. And they decorate and display this table based on different themes that they choose. Each person's theme is something different that is totally unique to them that they have come up with. And they take whatever manner of things they want and decorate this table. To just, just Really, it's a beautiful competition. You know, you think tea sets can be beautiful. Table Rama takes it up 10 more notches. It really is an interesting competition and is well worth the visit to go and see. Plus, it's for a good cause to get to support local mission work happening here. Also happening soon, on October 26th, the Clarksville, the University of the Ozarks Chamber Singers will be hosting their annual Halloween concert. This will be happening also at the First Presbyterian Church of Clarksville, which is at 212 North College Avenue, just down the hill from the university. Again, the big church with the dome. You can't miss it. It's right at the corner of College and Cherry. And we'll be hosting our annual Halloween concert with the Chamber Singers there. That'll happen at 7 p.m., on October 26th. Don't forget, you know, wear your Halloween costumes, bring your kids, there'll be candy. It's a fun, fun night and a great way to kick off the week right before fall break here at the university and at some of the local schools. And a great way to just relax on a Monday night. Mondays can be stressful and it's a great way to help you get through them. So, to go into our topic tonight, which is musicals, we'll be going back to a musical we talked about in the last segment, which is Showboat. This will be kind of our transitionary musical as we move into the 50s. So Showboat is actually a 1927 musical, which is in two acts, with music by Jerome Kern, and based on a book with lyrics by Oscar Hammerstein II. And it's also based on Edna Ferber's best-selling novel of the same name. So also based on the novel, which is Showboat. The musical follows the lives of the performers, stagehands, and dock workers on the Cotton Blossom, a Mississippi River showboat, over 40 years, from 1887 to 1927. Its themes include racial prejudice and tragic, endearing love. The musical contributed such classic songs as Old Man River, Make Believe, and Can't Help Loving That Man. The premiere of Showboat on Broadway was a watershed moment in the history of American musicals. Compared to the trivial and unrealistic operettas, light musical comedies, and folly-type musical reviews that defined Broadway in the 1890s and the early 20th century, Showboat was a radical departure in musical storytelling, marrying spectacle with seriousness. According to the complete book of light opera, they're quoted in saying, here we come to a completely new genre, the musical play as distinguished from musical comedy. Now, 
The play was the thing, and everything else was subservient to that play. Now came complete integration of song, humor, and production numbers into a single and inextricable artistic entity. That was a quote from the complete book of Light Opera. And the quality of this musical was recognized immediately by the critics. And Showboat's, Showboat is frequently reviewed. Also, frequently revived. I'm sorry, I said that word wrong. <laughs> Awards for Broadway shows did not exist in 1927 when Showboat first debuted. And later, when it was revived in 1932, um, there still weren't musicals. But in the late 20th century, revivals of Showboat won both the Tony Award for Best Revival of a Musical in 1995 and the Lawrence Oliver Award for Best Musical Revival in 1991. Now, the song we'll be listening to from Showboat tonight is one a lot of people know. It is Nobody Else But Me, as sung by Jan Clayton. Enjoy. Insecure type of maid I stayed within my little shell Till a certain beauty Told me I was swell Now I'm smug and snooty Confident as hell
KUOZ 100.5 is an FCC licensed radio station operated by the University of the Ozarks, Clarksville, Arkansas. Thank you for tuning in. You are listening to From the Concert Hall here on KUOZ 100.5 FM, community radio from University of the Ozarks here in Clarksville, Arkansas. Hello, and thank you for tuning back in to From the Concert Hall. That was just Nobody Else But Me from Showboat, which was a 1927 musical by Kern and Oscar Hammerstein. I'm sorry. Oh, long day with University of the Ozarks KOZ 6 team at Spring Creek and starting to show. But again, congratulations to those who competed in Spring Creek. University of the Ozarks again took home 13 awards. It, like I said, it just goes to speak to the amazing talent of my colleagues here. So next up tonight, we have the musical Peter Pan. Yes, I said musical. While we all, of course, know the book, and we all know the movie that Disney made famous, Peter Pan was also a 1954 musical. So Peter Pan is a musical adaptation of J.M. Barrie's 1904 play, Peter Pan, and Barnes' own novelization of it, Peter Pan and Wendy, which is what we know that was done by Disney or the book we might have read in the library. So Peter Pan was originally a play that was turned into a book and then a musical and then a movie. (laughs) And, of course, many other things from there. The music is mostly by Mark uh, Carlap, who is better known as Moose Carlap, with additional music by Jewel Stein, and most of the lyrics were written by Carolyn Lay, with additional lyrics by Betty Condom and Adolph Green. The original 1954 Broadway production starring Mary Martin as Peter and Cyril Richard as Captain Hook earned Tony Awards for both stars. It was followed by the NBC telecast of it in 1955, 56, and 1960 with the same stars plus several rebroadcasts in the 1960s. In 2014, the musical was broadcast on NBC, featuring several new numbers, and starring Allison Williams and Christopher Walken. The show has enjoyed several revivals on stage. So, you know, the Peter Pan we all know has more than just the little Disney movie with Captain Hook and Wendy and the Lost Boys. It goes much deeper than that. We have the very serious play. We have the book adaptation from that play that we've all come to know and love. Maybe we didn't realize it was a play in reading the book. 
And then we have the musical. So the first song for the musical tonight that we're going to be looking at is... Well, let me find it here. I just had it. <laughs> the first song for the musical we're going to be looking at tonight is The Plank. You can all guess where this is coming from. As Peter Pan is being forced to walk the plank by Captain Hook. I'm sorry, Peter Pan. I Wendy is being forced to walk the plank by Captain Hook. This is a song that would have been ensued as it would have been sung by Peter. Enjoy. <laughs> There was a man and his name was Frank Hey ho for the old man Frank But he had bad habits, cursed and drank We had to make him walk the plank Plank, 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 plank There was a man and his name was Frank There was a man and his name was Frank But he had bad habits, cursed and drank We had to make his cursed and drank Yeah, you have the Frank. Planks are useful toys your bad habits solve your problems, especially for little boys. So, KUOZ 100.5 is an FCC licensed radio station operated by the University of the Ozarks, Clarksville, Arkansas. You are listening to From the Concert Hall here on KUOZ 100.5 FM, community radio from University of the Ozarks here in Clarksville, Arkansas. So what you just heard was the plank from the musical Peter Pan. I bet many of you didn't realize that Peter Pan was the musical. We talked about that before. We'll be listening to another song from that musical here in just a moment. That song will be Never Never Land. And that'll be coming from Act 2. No, I'm sorry, Act 1. So this musical and the play itself is done in three acts happening in the Darling Nursery, Neverland, and aboard the Jolly Roger. So if anyone hasn't seen the movie, the, the, the movie would start, or rather the musical itself would start, because they're both based off of each other. They start in the Darling Nursery, following a family of a sister and two younger brothers, and their poor dog, who is their, who's serving as their nanny, and Peter Pan, this boy from as far the star to the right and all the way until morning, comes and takes them on this grand adventure to Neverland, a place where they can always be children and they're never going to have to grow old. You know, of course this is going to sound like an amazing thing to children. This is a time in Britain's history, which is where this is based, where the Great War is happening. And so they're going to want to escape that, and this is what Peter offers them, a chance to escape that and get away from it. So they move on to Neverland, and they live there with Peter and the Lost Boys for a little bit, and they find that things aren't as great as they seem. Peter's really just immature, and Wendy, the, the oldest sister, who's the oldest of all of them, just doesn't know how to take this. She's not used to this rambunctiousness. She's used to the set-in-stone British lifestyle. So eventually, she becomes a bit more accustomed to 
the lifestyle of the boys, and even starts to develop what some might call a slight romantic interest or a slight attraction to Peter. The two become very close, as one would say, opposites attract. I think this is a very real thing. It happens all the time in life. And eventually, the evil Captain Hook and his crew come for Peter because Peter's always been a bother to Hook. And finally, Hook has leverage over Peter, taking Wendy in and the Lost Boys. And it's a lovely little showdown over Hook's treasure and Peter having it and Hook wanting it back. And it ends with, of course, the villain Hook losing. And Peter and Wendy and the Lost Boys living happily ever after, but not together. In the end, Peter ends up taking Wendy and her two brothers, Michael and John, back to, back to London to their lovely flat, their townhouse. And it's as if it was all a dream, as if no time at all had ever passed in the real world. So our next song up tonight is at the end of Act 1, the transition to Act 2, which is Never Never Land, where they are flying off to Neverland. Enjoy. Peter, where do you live? It's a secret place. Please tell me. Would you believe me if I told you? Why, promise. For sure. For sure. I have a place where dreams are born And time is never planned It's not on any chart You must find it with your heart Never, never land It might be miles beyond the moon Or right there where you stand just keep an open mind and then suddenly you'll find never never land you'll have a treasure if you stay there more precious far than gold for once you have found your way there you can never never grow old and that's my home where dreams are born and time is never planned just think of lovely things and your heart will fly on wings forever in never never land Than gold, for 
once you had found your way there, you can never, never grow old. And that's my home where dreams are born and time is never planned. Just think of lovely things and your heart will fly on wings forever and never. KUOZ 100.5 is an FCC-licensed radio station operated by the University of the Ozarks, Clarksville, Arkansas. You are listening to From the Concert Hall here on KUOZ 100.5 FM, community radio from University of the Ozarks here in Clarksville, Arkansas. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to From the Concert Hall. I'm your host tonight, Corbin Sturge. And tonight, now on the show, we have a very special treat for you all. We have two of the stars from the recent Ozarks state premiere of the play Bugs. Welcome Annie Williams and John Davis. Corbin. Thank you. How are you both doing tonight? Pretty good. Pretty good. Well, thank you both for coming on. I know it was short notice. I know you've had a long day of rehearsal as you're getting ready to go to the Ken- is it the Kennedy Festival or the Kennedy Center? It's the um, Arkansas. It's the Arkansas State Theater Festival, um, ACTF. Which um, yes, it is like a festival. Like there's a bunch of different regions throughout um, the United States, and it's all the Kennedy Kennedy Central Kennedy Center. Words are hard tonight. Um, <laughs> um, comp- like. Uh, theater festival and we do a Arkansas State Festival for it and then we enter it into the Kennedy Center um, Festival competition. I'm not sure the technical name. I think that's about it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay so if you go and you win this in Fort Smith you have the possibility to be selected to go and perform this at the Kennedy Center. Am I understanding that right? Um, Well it's so there's not really technically a winner. A bunch of different schools um enter shows from all over like all over the united states and we're in region six so i think that covers arkansas texas oklahoma louisiana um at one point it was missouri i don't remember if missouri's still in our region Mm -hmm. um and so there's different festivals in different states but even if you don't participate in a festival you can still enter your show into it and so out of like all of the shows they're all all those states so there's a whole bunch the, they pick like six to go on to perform at the region, regional festival. And I think that's in San Angelo this year. Yes. Um, and they used to have shows that they would select from the different regions to go on and perform at the Kennedy Center. Um, I don't think they do that anymore, at least two years ago when we uh, when we went for one of our other shows. They didn't select a show to like go on and perform. So. Ah. So, you know, we've talked about you going on and doing this, but we haven't talked about the play itself. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me, give me just a brief synopsis, if you would, about Bug. I I got to go out and see the premiere of it. We actually canceled our show that night just so we all could go out and see the premiere and 
props to both of you. It was a phenomenal premiere. <laughs> Annie, you. I understand you had lost your voice that day, so it was I did. a bit scary for you. A little bit, yes. Yeah, so I woke <laughs> up the morning of the show and could not speak at all, and which is probably one of the most terrifying things that can happen <laughs> to a performer. And so all day long, <laughs> vocal rest, lots of honey, tea, lemon, ginger, um, yeah, no talking, and then I, I made it, so. <laughs> yeah, and really, I think it played into your character. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's what actually had multiple people come up and tell me that at the end of the show. They were like, you know, the voice, um, it worked really well, and I tried to do that, too, like make it a character thing because she's, you know, heavy smoker and everything, so, I mean, voice right. a little raspy it works with it. Yeah. <laughs> but do tell us about the play itself. Um, the play. It's pretty intense. Yeah, it's a thriller, <laughs> psychological thriller. Um, it's written by tra- uh, written by Tracy Lutz, who's a phenomenal um, playwright. He wrote a show called um, August Osage County. It's one of his most popular ones. They recently mm-hmm. made a movie about it. But it's about. It takes place in Oklahoma City. It's about this woman, um, Agnes. Um, that's my character. She lives in a seedy o- uh, motel room in Oklahoma. She is hiding out from her abusive ex-husband, which is actually John right over Hello. here. <laughs> and um, so she's hiding out from her husband, and she she's had a really hard life. Um, her life's really centered around drugs and um, her friend, um, best friend, R.C. And then um, she meets this guy, Peter, that her... RC brings over and from the beginning she's just very kind of attracted and allured by Peter and so she invites Peter in to stay with her and then Peter basically moves in with her and they they find bugs in the motel room (laughs) needless to say and it starts off as like just a small bug problem and it really like takes a snowball effect and everything starts to happen and it deals with themes of like conspiracy theories and um conspiracy theories and mental illness actually it's it 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 just it it takes a whole new turn and at the end there's a giant twist and it leaves the audience very much on their toes the entire time and it's a comedy it's a dark comedy so i mean there's comical <laughs> moments serious moments sad moments it's got it's got it all in there <laughs> now i've got to ask john yes Everyone here at Ozarks knows you as the big teddy bear, a big nice guy <laughs> that's really approachable. How how did it feel to play kind of what one might say was the villain in this? It was it was challenging. It was hard at times. You know, I am a big teddy bear, <laughs> as a lot of people know. But it it was challenging. And the moment where I was able to, like, break that wall and be like, you know, this isn't me. This is Jerry Goss was the moment where I was like, okay. I can do this. <laughs> I just have to block out John and be Jerry. And like, it really helped me grow as a performer, like in general. And it was, it was hard. But at the end, I'm really glad I got cast in this role because I can throw it back and be like, <laughs> I did it. I did it. it. It wasn't the role I think anyone would expect to see you in. <laughs> it's a role you can play well. You really can play it well. Thank you. And I think the director of the show, Mr. Brown, did a great job in casting both of you in your roles. Thank you. Now, I must ask, this is a question first for you, Annie. Yes. What do the bugs mean to you? What do the bugs mean to me? Um, 
for Agnes, I think the bugs are a way. It's it's kind of hard to understand unless you've seen the show, but they're a way to escape her loneliness. She is extremely lonely woman, like extremely lonely, lonely. And um, when Peter and the bugs come into her life, it's honestly as horrific as it is. It she is able to finally not she's not alone anymore and um she's able to solve through the bugs a lot of issues unresolved issues that happened earlier on in her life and it's it's very sad but to her it's a release it's a release it's an escape from loneliness it's finally finding that love and companionship and the idea of someone else being there even if it does ruin her life it's you know she's she's with someone else and she's no longer lonely because I think that that's what causes for her anyway everything that happens it's it's the fear of being lonely and loneliness is a very powerful thing like I'm sure we all we all feel it and um it's just for me I just love being able to be that role and play that role because I feel like in a lot of issues a lot of people can you know relate to that loneliness and then toxic love and toxic relationships and what loneliness can um, can drive you into those and makes you want to stay in those toxic relationships no matter how bad they are just out of fear of being alone so that's what the bugs mean to me (laughs) (laughs) and for you John uh for Jerry the bugs kind of like represent and show him losing his power and his grasp over Aggie who even though through the show he seems like a bad guy genuinely cares about Aggie and like has a real love and respect for her. but it's it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a real thing I it's a real thing respect, but <laughs> well, you know but for him the bugs are like he's losing the grasp and the power and the hold that he has over Aggie and the more powerful that the bugs become in Aggie's mind the weaker Jerry becomes and for Jerry power is everything and when he loses it he just like melts and he doesn't know what to do now you're both very experienced actors you've been on the stage here at Ozarks now for four years <laughs> you know you've, y'all have been through a lot of plays you know doing up to five shows a season before what would you say was the most challenging part for each of you with this performance oh man um for me with this performance it I mean I was so so incredibly excited when I first read the script and I was like oh my gosh like this role is just amazing and I wanted so badly to be it so after like auditions and everything I was thrilled when I got cast as um, the role the, for me the most challenging part were was um, honestly it was the the themes of nudity within the show and it wasn't that I, I didn't have any moral problem or any moral thing in my mind that was a hurdle like for that because for me it was necessary to be the character entire um entirely it was for me getting over my own insecurities and with my own body and all of that and having to like let that go and be Agnes and be the character and once I was able to like let that fear go and just be like you know what It, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter you are playing this role and you are you are becoming Agnes then it was I was very freeing for me and in my mind and my fears and insecurities and that was um that was probably the one of the most challenging parts for me well I can definitely say you really kept the character Thank you. you didn't act like on stage like anything got to you and you really stayed with Agnes 
Thank you. And for you, John? Uh, like Annie, I have to agree. I, I really did enjoy the script. Like the playwright did some amazing things, whether it's like there in your face or like kind of hidden behind everything. It was kind of all amazing and everything. The hardest thing for me, it kind of has to be the, the mental, like just like destroying people and like so, not so much just the mental, but like the, the physical, mm -hmm. just the controlling people physically, whether it be like beating them or come see the show and you'll figure it out other ways. <laughs> but um, it was challenging because me and Annie, we, we've known each other for a while. Yeah. And how Jerry is towards Agnes is totally different than how I am towards Annie. Like, I love Annie. I would never do anything to hurt Annie. <laughs> <laughs> and Jerry is not like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not going to lie. Your role not only took me by surprise, <laughs> not with the character itself, but with who was playing it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, I had to let my mind adjust to the fact <laughs> that you were a, a good enough actor to be able to play this role so well. <laughs> it was a little Thank scary. Thank you. You know, being in the audience, there were a lot of really great moments within the show between Annie, you and Rhett, John, between you and Annie and Rhett. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, but it was, it was a really great show. It's the level of excellence I've come to expect from the Ozark Theater. Thank you. I, Thank I you. never leave a show without really having thought hard about what has happened or without really thoroughly enjoying what has happened or both. Yeah. That's, it seems to be a continuing theme with Ozark Theater is leaving <laughs> thinking. <laughs> and and that's, all, that's what we strive for. I mean, theater, it's just whether, like, because the, the themes within the show can be considered controversial just because they are so dark and um, they leave you thinking. But honestly, like, I think theater, it's there to create a dialogue. It's there to create an open like place to have discussion about real life issues that people struggle with. So if we can leave people like thinking, like you said, and pondering and really thinking about the performance and even if it's in a negative way, like they didn't like it per se, like <laughs> they didn't like the themes within it because maybe it struck something mm -hmm. within them that they didn't want to face, then I think we did our job. That's did yeah. it very well. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can say you did it very well after, you know, midway through during the intermission between Zach's ones to, I, you know, talked to some people who were in the audience with me asking, you know, what they think of the show so far. And a lot of people could be quoted as saying intense, <laughs> um, different. I mean, we everyone comes in with different expectations of mm -hmm. what it's going to be just based off the posters and based off the name. And I think it caught a lot of people by surprise where it went. And then act two, of course, I'm not going to give any spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Act two really just takes you somewhere else with it. Yep, yep. Yeah. That <laughs> act two, I really had to process. And I remember coming out and I looked at our provost, Dr. Fizel, who was in the audience with me. And I looked and I asked and I said, so what did you think? And he looks at me with the most serious face and says, I, I have to take time to process <laughs> that one. Just yeah. Let that sink in. <laughs> oh, it just... The Ozark Theater does an amazing job, and it shows in your performances. It shows in how well and how disciplined and how well trained and how professional everyone is within your troupe and your department. 
and it shows with the audience's reactions after a play. You know, as a critic, you know, sometimes you can say, oh, a play is lousy or yeah. this could have been better. You know, we've all seen plays like that. <laughs> but I, I've never left an Ozarks play not without having enjoyed myself. Well, thank you. Or really evaluating myself. Yeah. <laughs> Rethinking That's whole true. life decisions. Yeah. <laughs> Am I insane? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and, and Bug is really a good play <laughs> to make you question that. Yes. So I hope I can question you for one more thing Absolutely. off the topic of Bug. And that is our next topic coming up on the show tonight. You know, we're working through musicals. We've made it into the 50s. Our next musical up tonight is West Side Story. Oh, I love oh, West Side Story. That's a good one. Would y'all care to give the introduction to West Side Story? Set the scene for it. Tell us a bit about it. Um, yeah, West Side Story. It um, takes place. There's so there's two gangs. This is the time when the um, Puerto Ricans were coming over um, a lot, and there was a lot of hostility between. Um, oh my gosh, I can't. Was it? It's like in. Um, I'm blanking on where it's set. Oh New my York gosh. City. That's what New I thought. West Side. <laughs> yeah, the West Side. <laughs> um, and um, there's a lot of hostility between um, the Puerto Ricans and the um, people in New York City. And so they are, there's like the two gangs. You've got the Sharks and the Jets. And it always it starts off as kind of like an innocent, not I wouldn't say innocent, but... Um, they are just like they don't they don't like each other and it just like you see the progression of what hatred um, for people that are different from you and lack of um, just a lack of perception and understanding about different people and races can cause like it's it's very sad and I think it honestly I think West Side Story it plays a really big part into it's still very relatable themes that we have today mm-hmm. right and um, you know this is a glimpse into like one particular. Um, case yes thank you um but um <laughs> it's really good and I, I love the music in west side story and the dancing and everything and Maria. it's it's uh, it's great it's one of it's one of my favorites i was i was in it in like a little we did a little production of it when i was i was in like eighth grade and i i think i was just like a jet girl i just like walk across the stage a little bit like I, <laughs> I didn't do anything big i didn't do anything big but it was it was just an incredible it's just incredible musical to be a part of and to see. Well, you know, you don't have to have a major role to make a big impact. True. Boom. Look at, what was it, Dr. Um, Inbog, Jack Dr. Sweet. Dr. Yes. Sweet. It wasn't a huge role. It was, mm-hmm. he was only on stage for maybe five minutes, but that was a huge <laughs> turning point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when he enters, it's kind of like, oh, okay. It's getting real. <laughs> uh, but do you have any favorite parts from... West Side Story. Ooh. Maria. The song Maria just gets me really? all the time. Like, oh my gosh. I always, it's, oh, it's so hard. I always like the scene um, at the dance. Oh, and yes. they do, um, they go back and forth and they have a little dance battle. And you see like the different kind of styles and dancing and music between the two, um, the two different groups of people. Um, that's always like really fun, and then um, one of my favorite moments. I don't. Do you talk about plot? I don't know if you do like spoilers or whatever. I think it's West Side Story. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Everyone knows. My, one of my favorite moments is in the end when, um, you know, like Tony's been shot and like um, uh, 
Bernardo's already dead. And it's that end scene where she's sitting there, Maria's sitting there, like, holding him and, like, crying. And then she just says, like, look at you, like, all of you. We all did this. Like, when she finally comes together and say, this was not, like, one gang against another. No, we all did this with our hatred and our lack of, um, our lack of perception and our lack of understanding and just wanting to accept and I just that's probably one of my favorite favorite moments of the show right so for those who don't know West Side Story was inspired by William Shakespeare's Romeo Mm -hmm. and Juliet Mm -hmm. and Americanizes it to make it more relatable for the American audience Mm -hmm. a lot of people you think back to ninth grade you're forced to read Romeo and Juliet (laughs) oh how does this apply to me this is someone in Italy and Goodness knows when. <laughs> that doesn't apply to now. But you can take West Side Story, which is what Arthur Lawrence did with the help of Leonard Bernstein, and you've got this amazing musical that becomes movies, and it becomes the basis for so many other things. That, and people know it. People know the music. They know something's coming. They know Maria. They know I Feel Pretty. <laughs> I Feel Pretty, yes. I, I, it's oh, hard. So pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they know so many of the themes and the songs from this. And it's a really well done musical, I feel. I was talking to one of my old theater directors, and he loved West Side Story. And he always said how, honestly, West Side Story was kind of like the start, starting point and like changing point with theater, um, American theater, because before it was a lot of like, you know, like Oklahoma and things like that, like, <laughs> which are fun, but they're really like light and fluffy right. shows, like old time shows. And like when West Side Story happened and it brought in like really dark matters and then that set the way, then you have hair and all these other musicals that come from that when they start dealing with real issues of society and not just like the happy go lucky stuff. So. <laughs> so I must ask. Because, you know, I've played in several pits <laughs> in my day. Most recently, Crazy for You. I don't know if you know that one. Oh, that's such a great show, actually. <laughs> you do know that I one? I like that show. I worked it a couple of summers ago. Yeah, I was in the pit for that. I did um, mallet and toy percussion. Okay. So, a lot of fun. Craziness. We did it interlocking this summer. You know, my favorite, of course, is I Got Rhythm. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> you know, that changing scene where... Act one's over, that slow music. <laughs> and act two, just as constant just variations on up. I Got Rhythm. Yeah. But do either of you have a favorite musical that you've done or you've mm. been a part of or you've just seen and loved? Shrek the musical. <laughs> just hits my heart every time. Really? Yes. Shrek the Told you I'm big teddy bear, man. It's good. It's got a lot of like references to other musicals within that one musical. It's so great. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. <laughs> Watch it. And you, Annie? Oh, man, that's that's hard. Um, I'm not really big into, like, being in musicals and stuff, but I love – I've been in a few, and I, I, love, I love to watch them. It's, it's really hard. Um, oh, man, I really love um, – Spring Awakening oh, a lot. Oh, such a good one. That's a really, I, I really like Spring Awakening a lot. Um, next to Normal, you know, all the big ones that all the musical theater <laughs> nerds and geeks like. Um, last Five Years is also probably mm-hmm. another one of my favorites. Or there's a lot, and there's so many more that like I can like think of right now that aren't on the top of my head. So, yeah. <laughs> some good ones <laughs> well I guess to answer my own question you know I'm a bit stereotypical in you know I'm not very versed in 
the theater arts and musical theater. Yeah, I've played in a couple in the pit. <laughs> I stay off stage. <laughs> 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 I know where my talents really lie, and it's not acting. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, it's a hard toss-up for me. I love the music man. love Oklahoma. Mm. Of course, I love Crazy for You. And I, I'm learning to love the Phantom of the Opera as Chamber Singers is getting ready to do Phantom of the Opera this year. Oh, that's cool. Yep. We Well, not the whole production, of course. <laughs> right. Different <laughs> songs. Just coming through. I think I walked by um, Roundtree and heard people singing a song from Phantom. So. Now, I must ask, have, you, have y'all been to the Halloween concert in the past? Yes, I have. I have. And I plan on going this year. Yeah. So it's a recommendation for people to come out? Yes. It's really awesome. And I assume you've got your Halloween costumes picked out already? Of course. i <laughs> <laughs> uh, still working on mine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I am too. <laughs> oh, but thank you both so much for being on tonight. And we're going to transition into West Side Story. I'm going to let two songs play through it, being Tonight and America. So enjoy these next two songs from the musical West Side Story. In my words and in everything I do, nothing is but you. And there's nothing for me but Maria. Every sight that I see is Maria. Always you, every thought I'll ever know. Everywhere I go, you'll be.
not afraid. They are strict with me, please. I love you. Is yours in America? Now 
KUOZ 100.5 is an FCC licensed radio station operated by the University of the Ozarks, Clarksville, Arkansas. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to From the Concert Hall here on KUOZ 100.5 FM, community radio from the University of the Ozarks here in Clarksville, Arkansas. Hello and thank you for tuning in to From the Concert Hall. I'm getting ready to let you go tonight, but before I do, I would just like to remind everyone, you can always find From the Concert Hall on Facebook and on iTunes at facebook.com forward slash From the Concert Hall, or if you just search From the Concert Hall on iTunes, you can find all of our episodes cataloged there. Now, before we go off tonight, just like to remind everyone uh, to give a big shout out to the University of the Ozarks Theater as they go to the University of Arkansas at Fort Smith to compete with Bug on Friday, October 23rd at 8 p.m. in the UFAS Theater. Go out, support them. Now, before we're going to end tonight with a musical that needs no introduction. So everyone have a great night as you listen to, and we finish our topic on musicals with The Sound of Music. Has come to an end, I know. A star has come out to tell me it's time to go. But deep in the dark green shadows are voices that urge me to stay. So I pause and I wait and I listen. For one more sound, for one more lovely thing that the hills might say. The hills are alive with the sound of music, with songs they have sung for a thousand years. my heart with the sound of music. My heart wants to sing every song it hears. My heart wants to beat like the wings of the birds that rise from the lake 
the trees My heart wants to sigh like a chime That lies from a church on a breeze To laugh like a brook when it trips And falls over stones in its way To sing through the night Like a lark who is learning to When my heart is lonely I know I will hear What I've heard before My heart will be blessed With the sound of music And I'll sing one 